Hello and welcome to the Billion Dollar Broker Podcast. My name is Ross LeCain. I'm bringing my 25 years industry experience together with leading experts around the globe to give you the insights on how to live a better life and grow a profitable mortgage broking business that you are proud of. Welcome to the Billion Dollar Broker Podcast. Today I'm excited. I've got uh, Ian Simpson, affectionately known as Simo. Uh, he's got uh, one of the top smart line franchises. He's been amongst the top 100 brokers in the country and been awarded Smartline's top franchisee on numerous occasions. Um, welcome, Simo. Thanks, Ross. Good to be here. Yeah. So first, I just wanted to give an introduction. So you got started, you were telling me, 17 years ago. So tell me yeah, what that was like, how you got into broking. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, used, I was previously working in banking, uh, investment banking for Macquarie Bank, and previous to that was uh, for Bankers Trust. And I was involved in the interest rate market, so I was doing interest rate trading. And at that time, a bit different to nowadays, in the early 2000s, the government was running a surplus. So the bond market was actually, I was trading government bonds, and the bond market was actually, uh, there was talk about it actually being closed down because the government was in surplus and wasn't issuing any any bonds. So it was actually interesting. It was a time when I was in a market which was pretty much in, in decline. There wasn't much trading activity. So I was contemplating Potentially, I'd been doing it for sort of 10 years and I had always wanted to be self-employed. And, um, yeah, a, a good friend and a person who worked in the industry for many years had started up a previously started up Mortgage Force, a mortgage broking company that where I started. And, um, yeah, she she uh, enticed me to come on board, which actually was a, yeah, at the time it felt like a, a massive move and a a big change, but it was yeah, it was a, a really, really exciting, exciting time. And do you remember what your first six to twelve months in the business was like? Oh yeah, it was uh, it was hard work, and you know you never have no idea. Well, back in those days, like two thousand three, you know, it was early days of mortgage broking, and there wasn't really much adoption of mortgage broking itself, and people really didn't know what you did. So um, I think. Back then, it was about we did like five to ten percent of lending, I think, you know, compared to sort of close to sixty percent now. So it was a very much a case of trying to tell people what we did. Um, I was pretty convinced it was a good model because I'd used one, I'd used a mortgage broker just a year or so before. So I really sort of looked at the whole process and realised that it is actually it's a really, it's a really good service and a, it's a really good model. So that's how I got yeah. into it. Good, good. And how did you go about finding clients back then, you know, to get you started? It's interesting. I actually remember I, I wrote down, I, I typed up a spreadsheet of who I thought would be good potential clients or, or leads. And I remember looking at it, you know, five or so years later. And funnily enough, <laughs> most of those people that I thought would be good clients never eventuated. And of course, the clients that become good clients and good referrers and what have you, the people you've you know, it's just come from a completely random source. So it was it was hard to predict where it came from. I mean, it was really started with you know friends and family and work colleagues, yeah. and expanded from there. 
Yeah, definitely. So you growing your business organically, you were telling me, through service and you get a lot of your net business nowadays from your existing customers and referrals from those customers. Yeah, exactly. I think um, like a lot of a lot of brokers, especially the long unit, obviously you do get that, you know, existing client base generation. Um, and you know, I've, I've actually never really been big on sort of asking clients for referrals and I don't really do much marketing and I'm pretty hopeless and all that, that sort of stuff, to be honest. I just sort of knuckle down and, and get into it and communicate as effectively as possible with my client base. And, and I think that certainly helps in sort of them, you know, passing on, passing on the word. Oh, definitely, definitely. And you were telling me earlier it comes down to, you know, your service and making it easier. So tell me a little bit about, you know, some of your process and some of the things that you do that other brokers would benefit from in terms of, you know, how you run your business and, and what you actually do. Yeah. I've always been of the view that, well, our business, mortgage broking is a business of information transfer. and you know, we've on the one end, you know, we've got someone needing the money. On the other end, we've got, you know, institutions have, that have got the money to get it out. So we're just, as we all know, we're in this in this situation of getting the, the information as efficiently as possible processed, and you know, to the to the lender to get the, the solution for the client. The joy about that, and it keeps getting better and better, is that the technology is a brilliant. A brilliant thing for exactly our business. So it's interesting. COVID's actually, I think, probably being one of the best things for our business because oh, it has meant that you know institutions, lenders have had to bring fast track forward their processes to make that process more efficient. I mean, it's still a bit bizarre that we're still sitting here in twenty, you know, twenty twenty, and we've still got banks that are taking. The longest that I have ever seen in 18 years or 17 years of being a mortgage broker, it's actually a bit of a bit of a bit of a world record. I actually shot an email off to Shane earlier today and said um, last week in in disgust, and he, to his credit, he got back to me. And uh, and you know they really do take the cake at the moment, tracking it about 10 weeks from submission to to uh, picking up an application, which is just. <laughs> Considering that you know mm. banks like Macquarie can do it in two hours or four hours, mm. Um, mm. another bank can do it in ten weeks. It's a, yeah. it's a bizarre situation we're sitting in at the moment. And um, but getting back to the, the technology is it's such technology. It, it really is a beautiful thing, and and embracing it is something that um, I've always loved. And and it's amazing how how it can really improve your processes and really I suppose improve your sanity and more importantly you know the outcome hopefully for, for clients. Mm. So give me an example of how you use it. So a lead comes in um, and then what, what, what would you do? Yeah probably the simplest and easiest tip and trick which, which a lot of people might might use but one thing that I've really embraced for many years is basically using what I call Auto text expanders in your email. Um, there are a few pro, there are a few different um, programs that allow it. Um, like mm. there's one called Gorgeous, which is a, a Georgius or something. Um, 
I actually simply use a, a Google Chrome extension called Auto Text Expander. And it basically means that you can think and type in, in shorthand. So it, it, I did a calculation. I did a presentation to one of our conferences a few years ago, and I did a calculation. I just looked at the number of emails I sent on an average day, apply that, work out how many basically let words that I'm saving by using shortcuts and mm. apply it over a year, and I worked out that I saved five work weeks a year of typing by doing yeah, wow. So it's I've got like 81 or something, I think, shortcuts, which are all different things which we all, you, you know, when the client asks us questions, we've all got, we, we've got answers for those questions and rather than reinventing the wheel, you just basically save that answer and have a two-letter or three-letter shortcut and as you're typing, it just auto-fills that, that information. And then you can update mm -hmm. it if traits change and what have you. But that's probably... Yeah, as a starting point, probably one of the greatest, yeah, time-saving, uh, you know, tools that, that I've got. I suppose from the perspective also of um, just in terms of when talking to clients initially, trying to garner as much information as possible. And what I do very much initially is... Um, basically run a servicing calculator and equity calculator straight away while I'm effectively on the phone to the client. So mm. you sort of frame up exactly how how the position of the client is. So then then you know, you know, how how the deal's looking. And if it's, you know, if it if it's not looking like a deal, we'll then be very upfront and straight away go, look, you know, it's just it's not it's not going to happen here. This is, you know, or, or you know, this is what needs to be done before you're going to be in a position where you can, where you can achieve this. So, mm. um, and then from that initial conversation, um, very quickly, basically, by using a lot of those, you know, shortcuts, mm. auto text, and what have you, they're very much um, then getting back to the client quickly with effectively. A path to what the solution is, which obviously includes, you know, the documents required. Using then a lot of things like I'm sure a lot of brokers use. One of the great developments is, you know, data scraping, bank bank account scraping tools mm. like Ilion Bank Statements, which is a is a wonderful tool to to get a lot of the client's financial information, you know, very very quickly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then there's a number of those different types of things and from a living expenses point of view, that obviously helps you out immensely as well. So you use that for, for living expenses as well? Well, the living expense conversation is obviously one which is, you know, it, it takes on all sorts of, um, you know, angles and and I that's a, it's a, the bankstatement.com information is a great way to frame up someone's financial life, but it's also you, you can use that as as a bit of an overlay for the clients to say, well, here's a bit of a snapshot of what you know your last six months has been like. The reality is, yes, banks will look at what your last six months have been like, but also the reality is, you know, if you're a first home buyer and you're buying a house, yes, as the High Court judge the other day, people yeah, change exactly. their, people people you know stop eating the, the way you. <laughs> the wagyu and the, and the Shiraz, so um, yeah. not their wagyu, their Angus, but um, so yeah, that's um, that, 
it, it's that's I actually I simplify it down a bit and have that discussion over the phone and then also on email look about these you know the categories we need and and your likely living expenses. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so um, obviously, so that's from the point and then following, you know, following application into post-settlement, are you using any other sort of um, technology post that? Um, I suppose through the, through the process of um, when I'm, say, say the initial initial discussion with the client and then sort of analysing lenders and situations mm-hmm. what have you. Um, the Probably some of the, like with the simple tips about, mm-hmm. I suppose, storing and recalling information with regards to, because obviously, you know, we're taking a hell of a lot of information about client situation and oftentimes obviously have that initial discussion and they mightn't, you know, get back in touch for a, a week or a month or whatever. And um, and I suppose the really simple thing is about managing that information and, and probably one of the simplest tips, like I've always just simply when it comes down to, you know, client notes, so the old A4 piece of paper, but get everything about in that conversation on one piece of A4 paper mm-hmm. and the moment that I, and, and it's, you know, after many years you, you invariably write the same thing in the same spot and, and frame it all on that one piece of paper and and the moment I hang up on from that discussion with the client, I scan that straight to my Gmail and save that as the client's label or in their the client's label. And so it means that when that client rings back, whether it's you know a month or a week or three months later, save their phone number in your phone, g'day Bill, how are you going? And then in the moment you you know quickly go to Gmail and do it go to that label for that client and, mm. and bang, there's that one piece of paper electronically and it all comes back into your mind very quickly because you've written it as compared yeah. to in a, in a CRM. Because you've written it, you actually recognise it's amazing. The client, you might have spoken in three months, but within probably 20 seconds of looking at your own handwritten piece of paper, you will recall a lot about that mm. client. It's actually probably yeah, a really simple basic tip but it's actually probably one of the best sort of time savers to recall information about a client situation um but in terms of i suppose then from the processing point of view um with regards to resources that i use we've got we've got an offshore so, so on that piece of paper you said you write the same things in the same spot so have you got like a, a template or a structure that you use or it's just the way because well, you've been doing it for 17 years, it's just the way it yeah. works. and you use the same acronyms and what have you. And, and it's funny, for a while I actually printed off, I, I actually pre-printed some pieces of paper and and thought I'll, I'll give myself a bit more actual structure. Then I realised that that didn't work because depending on the person's scenario, it, yeah, a simple blank piece of paper is better, and you, you, it actually doesn't need any anything written on it. You just have a pile of blank paper at your ready, and you know you'll find after a while you just get into the routine of writing the same things in the same spot. So your recall is is really good, mm. and the support stuff. I send that to our team in Manila, who then put that into our system and and what have you. Yeah. 
So is there anything else that you use that, that you think other brokers may find useful sort of throughout the process? Yeah, well, actually, one which is just another a little technology tool, which probably a lot of people use on you know iPhones or Androids, is you know is a, a turbo scan or you know scanning app because it's amazing how much because with nowadays with clients sending you you know you get text messages or emails and it might be photos and it might be JPEGs it might be all sorts of stuff. It's actually a simple five dollar app on your phone called Turbo Scan or ScanFast or you know there will. I use that to scan those notes to myself and, like I say, if someone texts me a photo of their payslip or, you know, everything, people send you information for all sorts of ways, shapes and means, but, of course, mm. that all needs to be basically converted to PDF. PDF, and that, yeah. And that's a really quick and easy way to, you know, they might send you a photo of obviously a form they've signed or whatever, but you've got to convert it back to PDF. So simply, you know, five bucks. TurboScan app is probably one of the best word or document processing tools there is there is about. Yeah, so, yeah that's great. Uh, but um, I suppose, yeah, like I said, I've talked about, you know, bankstatements.com, which is fantastic. I mean, not everyone uses nowadays, you know, cloud cloud storage with Google Drive and, and the like, and all of that is obviously, you know, very, very helpful, um, especially with, you know, getting support which is remote in terms of processing, which I use a lot of. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, you touched on that remote processing. So I want to go a little bit deeper into your remote processing. So just tell me about your current team at the moment. So I've got – so Smartline have got a, a team in, in the Philippines and I've got – two dedicated resources that I use there. Um, it's effectively one one does one guy does morning and a, another lady does the afternoon. That's a bit of a, a – um, that just helps with regards if someone's away, there's a bit of a backup plan there. And they, they're really for data processing, data input into the system, file, file management, naming of files in Google Drive, um, Contacting banks for you know for doing annual reviews, doing pricing, doing um, valuation requests. They don't do any client-facing work for me. Um, that's yeah. I've got an onshore person here in Mudgee who looks after that, um, and myself. And then I've also got a lady who works for me in France overnight. Um, so she works her daytime, which is her nighttime. She's actually previously was a broker here in Australia, so she now contracts to me. And so she, when I've got loans ready to go to be processed, which obviously nowadays involves a hell of a lot of compliance and and um, documentation and preparation, so she basically does that overnight as an overnight processing um, for me. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, and so she, she's here employed on a per-deal basis or a... I, how do you pay her? I pay her on an hourly basis as a contractor. Yeah, yeah so okay. she just keeps a keeps a, a timesheet, and yeah, I just pay her in euros as a as a contractor. So yeah, and how are you find, finding having you know the majority of your team offshore? What well, what are the the pros and what are the challenges that come with that? Yeah, well, to be honest, the great thing about well, I suppose 
in France. Like I, I know her, I've known her for many years. She used to be a broker here in Australia, and so she knows <clears throat> she knows the whole process inside out, and she's great, and I trust her, trust her dearly, and 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 that's that's like fantastic because the fact that it is overnight, like it's quite good. It it forces me by the end of the day, I sort of go, oh, I've got to get because I've got to give her the information and make sure that which doesn't take too long. I, I use similar shortcuts I was talking before, and it's a template of exactly, you know, I just type in three letters and it'll create a template of all of the information that, you know, I need to give to her so that she prepares the loan exactly how we want it prepared. She's got access to my Google Drive and emails and, and what have you. She's actually a, an employee, like a, a within within the smart line um, confines, what have you, um, but it works. It works really well. I mean, same in the Philippines. I mean, there is, you know, offshoring. There is is a bit more challenging. Takes a while to find good people. To be honest, we've found, um, and so it takes a bit of training. But um, when you find something good, and if you train them well, then they're great. Yeah. So I mean, COVID has really opened the doors for staff, and you know, people. You know, no longer do they have to think about just having someone, you know, sitting in their office. They can, you know, look a little bit further abroad. And you're a perfect example with three of your key staff being sitting offshoring. So around training, how do you go about, you know, conducting the training sessions, say, for your Philippine um, staff? What, what processes have you put in place to do that? Well, that's the other great thing about, you know, COVID and, and the, the tools like we're using now and, you know, the ability to share screens on a video call. It, it's so much easier now to, you know, all, all of this can be just done so much better. And to be honest, it's so much more effective because it just means that you can you can do it instantly, much more, like I say, it's more effective. You can have a share screens and discuss and, and everything. So it's easy, so easy. Like the reality is compared to what our, what, you know, used to exist and the way you used to try and process everything, um, you know, it used to be a lot mm-hmm. harder. The ability to use these tools nowadays to our benefit is is much greater. I just wish yeah. that all the banks would embrace all of those same technology, yeah. technological benefits to the same extent. Yeah, I mean, I know myself, I've been using Loom, which is a great video app, and one of my clients, I introduced that to him um, over the last couple of weeks, and he's now been using it and you know presenting scenarios and training his Philippine staff. So there's a lot of good technologies around that you can just share a video link and have a whole process and talk someone through everything that you're doing on yeah, your screen. Exactly. So, so it's right. like they're just yeah. sitting in front of you. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what else? What else? If you were um, giving some advice to a new broker that was coming on board and wanted to sort of get to the where you've got to in terms of being a top 100 broker in the country, being you know one of your um, aggregators, Top performing franchises. Well, what are some of the the key tips or attributes they should work on? Yeah, um, definitely the first first one is persistence, and uh, I reckon that's 
there's the expect if you have an expectation that it's all going to be beer and skittles, it's um <clears throat> it's definitely far from that, and it's it really is a, a case of you just got to keep showing up and keep showing up, and eventually you know it will hard. There's no substitute for hard work. It does it does take a lot of hard work to be honest in this industry, and um, you know it's easy to get knocked down whether it's clients and whether it's banks and you know you get declined and you know there's it is still after many years there's moments when you go oh my god this is just so hard and then other moments you go oh this is fantastic so persistence is probably the number one tip I would give to anyone and and never expect it to be you know especially in the first year or even first couple of years you know don't don't get down if you you just find it hard going because that's basically that that is what happens. Um, the yeah, number two is really about early on. The good thing is you got a lot of time, but you sort of sit there and you know feel like you're twiddling your thumbs. But use that time; it's a pretty valuable resource to have early on in the piece because the great thing about having that time is if you if you spend it on just each day just improving your processes a little bit, um, you're, the benefits are just forever. So, you know, I look back and think now, God, I wish I started using some of these shortcuts and tips and tricks five years earlier or ten years earlier and what have you, and, you know, rather than typing out lengthy emails every time, you know, time and again. And so and, and the, the joy is it, you can, you know, if they, you think, I wonder if I can... You know, I wonder if there's a tool or a tip or a trick to do this or that better. Well, there probably is, and all you have to do is type it into Google and you'll find it. And that's sort of how, I suppose, like I started with, like when I first got an iPhone, someone showed me how to do text replacement, um, which I now use all the time, which is really just a, a setting in an iPhone. I think you can do the same in Android, mm. where basically you just save it's the same concept i was talking about before with auto text expander for in gmail um and all it is is you know so for example at milestones in a client's um process so let's say unconditional approval or settlement or pre-approval what have you open a text message and um type in two letters and it'll it'll populate you know a very very quick text message to that client which it literally just go. I don't know if I can show on. No, no, yeah, I think you. Thank you. Your cows are in the way, mate. Yeah, get those. But it's a really. But again, you can just Google. It's called text replacement in an iPhone, mm. and you can you know write type a really comfortable, like really nice, warm text message. You also you know as part of the process, they get an email and what have you on settlement, but mm. um or unconditional, but it might be you know unconditional might be at eight o'clock at night or. On a weekend or whatever, and you can shoot that quick text message, and it's and it's just a very easy, efficient way. So, I suppose, yeah, just just explore ways to do things better because, yeah. Um, yeah. And the, probably another thing which is you know coming more to light now, and especially post COVID, is you know electronic signing. It's just I now use DocuSign for to send all of our compliance documents to clients. Um, we generate a statement of mortgage advice and we have a, obviously everyone has a broker interview guide and being able to electronic get clients to electronically sign these documents now. And, and the good thing is lenders like NAB, ANZ, 
ING number of others that will accept application documents that are DocuSigned, which is really helpful because it means that you can get, you know, applicants to have signed all of the required documents within a couple of minutes via DocuSign rather than, you know, the whole hassle of printing out documents and signing them or what have you. So that that's a really good one to embrace. Oh, definitely. And, you know, in terms of um, I think all of those tips are great and, you know, just making it easier with the technology. Sometimes technology makes it harder, but, you know, there's so many great things. And as you said, it's about connection. It's about doing things quickly and efficiently. And even one uh, way in this environment where we're not seeing as many people face-to-face that a lot of clients are using is video. You know, just sitting there pressing record on your phone um, and sending a video message. It's, you know, it's really personal, really easy to do uh, and takes you, you know, less time than, than to probably type out a detailed text message, right? So it's that, yeah. it's that high tech, but if we're using a lot of high tech, how do we make it high touch, you know? Yeah. So exactly. it's, um, and, you know, other clients of mine were saying because they're doing a lot of these interviews like we're on Zoom now, but you don't have the 10, 15 minutes of just banter, you know. You, you tend to get more into business. So you need just different ways to sort of, you know, remain and, and stay with that contact. But, um, yeah, look, this has been great, Simo. It's uh, provided a lot of value and a lot of practical tips which is what brokers want, right? Um, They want to be able to take things and implement them into their business straight away. So I think you've given a lot of gold that you've developed over the last uh, 17 years. So, yeah, really thanks for your time. No, it's good. And, you know, I do love sharing it too because at the end of the day we're we're, uh, all doing similar things, but I've always had a – I've shared an office in in Bowman with – numerous brokers who are good mates and it's always better to be collaborative rather than competitive i find because you have so many more benefits yeah yeah i was reading a book today exactly like that right when people get stressed and fearful they tend to try to be independent and and take it on and try to do it all themselves but we're not like that We're, we're interdependent right so you've got to reach out you've got to you know learn from whoever you can um and you know, help to take your business to the next level because it's it's definitely a team sport, no yeah. matter if you're a one-man band or it's definitely a team sport. Yeah, no, it's great. And, and I often learn as much from new entrants who come in with new ideas and it's great. I love I love learning from, you know, new new guys in the industry or girls because it's, it's yeah, it's um, good, good new uh, information. So, no, it's great. Well, I appreciate the time, Ross. Definitely. Well, this has been another episode of The Billion Dollar Broker. Make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast channel that is, whether it's Apple, whether it's Spotify or SoundCloud. Make sure you subscribe. We have a Facebook group, The Billion Dollar Broker Facebook group. So request to join that. We're building a big community so everyone can learn and grow together. Thanks again. 